personalized cancer vaccines from BioNTech may be starting to show promise. In a small study, half of pancreatic cancer patients given a personalized mRNA vaccine post-surgery developed immune cells that could potentially stave off future cancerous cells. The study is a long way from definitive, but shows the potential for mRNA vaccines in cancer. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ruth Reader. Republicans on the House Ways and Means Health Subcommittee want greater guardrails over the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation, which runs experiments on how to save money for Medicare. CMMI is proposing a new payment model that would have Medicare pay less for drugs cleared via the FDA's accelerated approval pathway, with the goal of giving manufacturers an incentive to finish confirmatory trials on those products. Lawmakers fear they could harm both drug development and access. And the push to offer government health insurance coverage to low-income and documented immigrants unexpectedly faces significant resistance in blue states. Megan Meserly explains. Thanks for having me. Democratic state lawmakers say they want to expand Medicaid to cover undocumented immigrants, but it seems like that desire maybe getting complicated by some procedural things, maybe also about the money. And I was hoping you could explain what's going on here. It's a really interesting conversation happening at the state level. So by and large, when I talk to Democratic state lawmakers, they do express this commitment to wanting to expand Medicaid to cover undocumented folks. So the undocumented folks don't qualify for Medicaid, can't purchase plans on the state health insurance exchange. Like this is a significant group of people that don't have access to health insurance coverage. So states have been looking and seeing, you know, what can they do to expand coverage for these folks, given that, you know, in a lot of states, this is the biggest chunk of the uninsured population. You know, by and large, you talk to Democratic state lawmakers and they're on board with this. But when you get down to the funding is when things get complicated. So states don't have unlimited budgets. They have to, for the most part, you know, most states have balanced budget requirements, which means, you know, they can't run up the federal deficit the way Congress can. So, you know, they're balancing a lot of competing priorities. They want to fund coverage for undocumented folks, but at the same time, they are funding K-12 through education, affordable housing, childcare, things like that. So Democrats say that they are committed to this, but they've been kind of taking this incremental approach because one, they have limited funds, and two, they're not totally sure how much this is going to cost because some of the estimates around how many people might use this coverage when this has been implemented in other states have turned out to be lower than expected. So Democrats say that they do want to spend money on this. It's just a question of how much. However, you talk to immigration advocates in some states, and they're frustrated that states aren't moving faster on this. We've seen states sort of approach this in chunks. Like, for instance, in California, you know, they expanded to kids, young adults, seniors, and now they're like filling in this final group for sort of adults over the age of 26 who are the last group to receive coverage, and that'll happen in 2024. But some states are taking an even more incremental approach. So Connecticut, for instance, expanded coverage first to age 8, then to age 12. Now they're considering going to age 15. So some immigration advocates are looking at state budget documents and saying, hey, this is an outline of your priorities as a state, and we're not seeing health coverage for undocumented folks being prioritized here. What are the projections from other states looking like? 
Yeah. So like I mentioned, California has expanded coverage. New York, New Jersey just expanded for kids this year. So states that are looking to do this do have some example states to look at. But some folks have been looking at the experience of other states and they've been kind of concerned about what they've seen. So Illinois is a good example. These numbers are specific to their like adult population. They haven't expanded to cover all adults. But for the adults they do cover, you know, the actuarial firm Milliman came up with some projections. However, the data for the last year, so essentially March 2022 to February 2023, the program paid nearly twice in claims for covered adults than Milliman projected. And the number of people who have signed up for those plans have also exceeded Milliman's projection. So you talk to some folks and they say, okay, these numbers are specific to adults. They haven't seen as dramatic increases with the child population. But then you have other lawmakers who are looking at these numbers saying, this is really concerning. We're allocating funding for these coverage expansions. But what if we get the number wrong, you know, and suddenly we're on the hook for much, much more than we anticipated? Well, so I'm curious, given all of these circumstances, given the concerns around cost, how are efforts to expand coverage going this year? Right. So I mentioned Connecticut, where there's this debate about, you know, how much to expand coverage. They have coverage for kids up to age 12. They can stay covered throughout childhood, essentially. But there are these debates now happening about, you know, do they expand up to 15, which is where the budget currently is and where a lot of Democratic state lawmakers want it to be. You have other Democratic lawmakers, though, who are pushing for this bill and immigration advocates, and they really want to see this get to at least 18 this year. They had hoped to cover up to age 26, but now they're really just pushing for 18. In Minnesota, there's this debate happening around undocumented coverage. So they don't have coverage for undocumented kids even at this point. So the debate is over whether to just expand to kids through Medicaid or do you expand and cover all undocumented folks. And so there's a lot of number crunching happening there. Democrats in Minnesota, you know, have a trifecta. They control both chambers of the legislature and the governor's mansion for the first time in a decade. Lawmakers there told me they're balancing a bunch of different budget priorities, things that they have not invested in for many, many years. So they're trying to figure out how much funding they have for that. And then I'd say a third state that's interesting to watch is Nevada. So originally, Democrats there proposed legislation that would expand undocumented coverage to all adults. Now I talked to the bill sponsor and he said he's sort of presenting a menu of options to his fellow lawmakers. You know, do you expand to age 16? Do you go to to 26? There's also a coverage expansion he wants to do that many states have opted into, but Nevada has not. That would expand coverage to prenatal and post postpartum people as well. So he's hoping to accomplish some sort of coverage expansion this year. The big problem is the state's Republican governor, Joe Lombardo, has not weighed in on this issue. Advocates there are hopeful that he might be open to at least some sort of coverage expansion, but he has not spoken out publicly on this issue. So that remains to be seen. We've largely seen these policies being pushed in blue states, but I understand that one Republican-controlled state expanded coverage for undocumented children this year. Can you talk a bit about that state and what's going on there? Yeah. So Utah is the really interesting example in this case. So they passed a bill that was signed into law by Republican Governor Spencer Cox that covers undocumented children up to age 18. I talked to the Republican co-sponsor of this legislation. It was originally a Democratic lawmaker who introduced this bill, but he actually signed on as co-sponsor. And he told me last year he helped kill this bill. He didn't think it was a good idea. But after a lot of talking with this other Democratic state lawmaker, she really persuaded him to come around 
stand on the issue. She made a lot of amendments. So we were talking about some of those fiscal concerns. Utah lawmakers included a fiscal cap in their bill. So they would cover a certain number of children up to $4.5 million. They put some other provisions in the bill, like data review requirements. And the legislation actually has this sunset clause, which will give lawmakers a natural point to decide, is this program having the anticipated impacts? What's the spending like? The big argument for covering undocumented folks is that it will reduce the uncompensated care costs. And so they want to look at that, you know, has this really had an impact on uncompensated care? So he told me with all of those changes that really persuaded him not to just to co-sponsor the bill. And he actually played a key role in getting his Republican colleagues in the House on board with the bill. And in the House, it actually passed 64 to 7 with 52 Republicans in support. So I think some Democratic lawmakers are looking at Utah and saying, if Utah can do it, certainly we can do it. So fascinating. Yeah, I was about to ask, you know, does that feel like a strategy for other states? Yeah, it does. I think you have folks looking at this and seeing, one, this like broad trend of states pursuing these coverage expansions, even if they are bit by bit, even if they are, you know, starting with children. But I think a lot of folks are looking at other states, both blue states and Utah, and seeing a path forward for them on this. I know that so much of your coverage is focused on states, but I'm curious if we know, is anything happening on the federal level in regards to Medicaid coverage for undocumented people? This issue is largely in the hands of the states right now. There's a divided Congress. Congress is not going to do anything on this for the foreseeable future. So state lawmakers feel like this really is in their hands. But the thing I kept hearing from folks, Congress needs to take action on immigration broadly. Like this is not a sustainable long-term solution. States, when they are providing Medicaid coverage to undocumented folks, they're doing it just with state dollars. They can't receive federal matching dollars for these sort of broad coverage expansions. So it's a big financial burden. And so states really feel like this is Congress's responsibility. But in the absence of action at the federal level, they are taking on these actions. The one thing worth noting is the Biden administration did announce that it was opening up Medicaid and exchange plans to some DACA recipients. Though it's worth noting that looking at the finer points of that plan, it only applies to certain categories of folks. It only applies to children or pregnant people who are DACA recipients. So it's actually not sort of maybe the sweeping coverage expansion folks had hoped for. So as the Biden administration sort of tinkers around the edges, doing what it can using sort of its executive branch authorities, states are saying, okay, we understand that this issue is up to us, at least for now. I really appreciate you taking time to talk through this whole story with me. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah and Annie Reese are our producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Ruth Reeder. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.